When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? And we are underway. What's up, everybody? This is the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and this is our NFL season leader 2023 pod. We're going to break down the season leaders, our best bets in all of the key categories, pass yards, rush yards, touchdowns, all that good stuff. And here to do it with me is one of Action Network's top NFL analysts just dropped an article on the season leaders, Brandon Anderson. Brandon, what's going on? Not much. Excited to dig into these. You know, lots of lots of categories here, lots of numbers. That's where my brain lives at all times. Always numbers, like the matrix, just numbers every direction. So, dude, we're a week out. We are we are a week away from already having a real NFL game. By the time folks listen to this, will be Monday, the week of the games. We're ready for the new season, and I am tired of prepping. I'm ready to do this. Same here, man. I can't. I can't wait. So let's get right into it. Let's start with passing yards. Uh, first of all, let's just kind of break down what what are the targets we're generally looking for in this category? Passing yard leader. Yeah. So obviously, we we know it's a, a modern passing league. Last five years, especially, we've had a jump. Basically, what you need is something like 275 yards a game at the bare minimum. We've had about four guys a year at that number higher each of the last four or five seasons. Winner has been over 300 yards a game. So basically, target, you're looking at 5,000, 5,100 yards, somewhere in that range. Last year, Pat Mahomes, 5,250. I think he's the only one over 5,000. But if you can't see your guy getting the 5,000, you shouldn't make the bet here. All right. So who do you like for this year? Yeah, this is one of the spots where I'm going to actually play a favorite. Uh, I don't normally play too many favorites on season leaders just because there's, there's so much volatility. These numbers move around. Injuries come in. I will play one here just because Josh Allen, 14-1, to 1, is the fourth favorite. 14-1, uh, to 1, that's the number you can find out there right now. I like Allen as a favorite despite him being that just because 14-1, to 1, if you can get that, that's the same odds Kirk Cousins, my guy, is out here. Like, come on. Let's, let's not put Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins as the same line. Let's not be ridiculous. He's my projected leader here. I have him at 5,000 yards. Last year through seven games, game eight was that Jets game when he hurt the elbow. Before that, he was on pace for 5,338 yards, 46 touchdowns. So that number last year finished under 4,300, but – one last game. Remember, they didn't have the Cincinnati game. He didn't miss that. There just wasn't a game. He hasn't, actually hasn't missed a, a start in four seasons. Amazing. So in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen, like, I was going to lose a game or two. You need health on all of these, right? You need a guy that's going to play. Allen's going to play. He might not be healthy, fully healthy, but he's going to play. He'll be out there. Really good schedule start for them, too. I think they have a chance to be, like, 8-0, and, and he is my pick to be the first-half MVP like, I think that you're going to get 
a much shorter number here. So I like the Allen one here, top five in passing attempts the last two years. Hard to see him not in play at the very least. Yeah, and you, you mentioned favorites, and I kind of regret. I think people sometimes overthink these season leaders. You know, sometimes there's going to be a long shot that uh, is a great bet, but you know, even the favorites are you know five to one, four to one, five to one. Like that's still a good ROI if you believe that that's the player that's going to win. So fourteen to one. I mean, it's quote unquote a favorite for Josh Allen, but uh, <laughs> I'll take those odds any day. Yeah. and I'm actually going to go with an even shorter favorite. Uh, because this is the one guy for me that I've just been set on all summer uh, that he's going to lead the league. And, you, you know, you mentioned health. This guy plays through injury and can still ball. And that's Justin Herbert. Um, you know, when they hired Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator away from Dallas, uh, they did it because they want Herbert to go down the field. No more of that 6.8 yards per attempt that we saw last year. Uh, and this is a guy, Justin Herbert, already through three years, he's averaging 288 passing yards per game. I believe that's the most through three years uh, of any quarterback, or it's right up there with uh, Mahomes. So, um, you know, this is a guy who's already proven it. We know he can throw downfield. He could go four wide. You got you got Allen Williams, Palmer Johnston. Uh, you know, the, got a couple of tight ends that could catch the ball. You can always go to Eckler to get some 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 cheap yards here and there. But I think you're just going to see a downfield passing attack, very aggressive from the Chargers. And let's not forget, in Dallas, Kellen Moore – Top two in pace every year, all four years yeah. in Dallas. And this Charger team is already fast. So they're going to get faster. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think Herbert is is in a great spot to, to to lead the league. So it's a short – it's another short one. It's a plus <laughs> 450 at FanDuel. But this is – it's just a guy – like I see him in a different league than pretty much everyone else except Mahomes. And even Mahomes, he got a little bit lucky last year, you know, with his receivers average 6.6 yards per uh, completion after the catch, which is, you know, I know Andy Reid is a great schemer, but um, that's not necessarily likely to repeat. So Mahomes could come down a little bit, uh, and I think Herbert will be right yeah. there. So, um, yeah, I want to ask about the Herbert thing because yeah. I, I was expecting to be really high on him all summer long. Same thing you said. All, everything, getting rid of Joe Lombardi, go to Kellen Moore. I'm all ready to go. Let's go. We got a real offensive play caller. But here's what I'm a little afraid of, and I think I answer my own question here. The tempo, I think, solves the problem. Herbert was almost at 700 attempts each of the last two years. Lombardi has him throwing it all over the place. Not downfield, not actually past the sticks, but he's throwing a ton of times. Kellen Moore is more balanced. So I I have a little fear that actually the attempts come down and that maybe maybe the tempo is the answer and the tempo offsets and we just get the attempts back. Maybe the yards per attempt is the answer and we're just throwing downfield and makes up the ground. Here's what it, the thing about pass attempts is, you know why you throw 700 times? Because you're averaging <laughs> 6.6 yards yeah, in a that's true. That like the pat, you know, the more downfield you go, you're just going to get more you're going to get attempts, but they're going to be on different drives because you're going to score the ball more. So, um, no. I wouldn't worry about that. I think um Dak Prescott is a pretty instructive example. Uh, I believe the year before Kellen Moore came there, you know, Dak was around 240-ish yards. Like he had never really been a uh, a big yardage guy. The first 2 years Kellen Moore was in Dallas. Dak averaged about 306 yards per game. You know, yep. and this is Justin Herbert. Now we're talking about who already puts up yards. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about him, but uh, what about long shots? Who do you got like there? Yeah. I surprised myself with this long shot. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. He's 30 to one at FanDuel. I see a 35 to one out there. I do think this is a long shot, but for me, this is less Carr and more Pete Carmichael. For these season leaders, I like to look a lot back at history and, okay, what, what do the coaches' systems tell us from this in the past? Like we just talked about, Kellen Moore and Joe Lombardi. So 
Pete Carmichael, a rare guy where we have a lot of history to go off of. The last three years, not great. If this is like the last three years, we're, we're going to be not even in the mix here. But before that, top 10 passing yards, 11 straight seasons. Drew Brees, top five, nine seasons. Number one, led this category seven times. Now look, Derek Carr is not Drew Brees, but is Derek Carr late season or late career Drew Brees? Eh, maybe. Like, I actually think that the the scheme fit here, I like it a lot. And I know Derek Carr in year one, a new scheme has not gone well. I know you're going to respond with that. I agree. But Carr playing the Drew Brees point guard role effectively with really good weapons in the Carmichael system, I just find that particularly a really strong marriage there. And, and the Drew Brees results, when they actually go back pass heavy, which they haven't been the last three years, they're playing a tight end at quarterback for part of the time, so I can't blame them. But when they actually pass, the numbers are there. 35 to 1, 30 to 1, I have to try it. Also at FanDuel, you can play just most passing yards in the division. Derek Carr is minus 165. We're going head-to-head with a rookie, Bryce Young, with Desmond Ritter, and with Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, whoever is out there. Like Those three guys may not even play the whole season. I I like that one a lot, even at the minus 165. I'm not even going to, I'm going to let the internet memes take care of the Derek Carr, Drew Brees comparisons, (laughs) but you know, from projecting these guys week in, week out last year, the one thing I do worry about with Carr is the tight end at quarterback, because he gets a couple snaps at quarterback per game and they tend to happen in the red zone. So that actually, you know, even for Andy Dalton last year, you know, he would lose out on a couple of attempts. So that, that, that would be my biggest worry, but um, I have, it's not as long shot as yours, but Trevor Lawrence at 16 to one. Uh, I really think he's kind of the poor man's Herbert. It's it's a similar situation, you know, big kind of, you know, big, big thrower, a lot of talent, um, great skill guys. The only thing with me is we haven't seen it from Lawrence yet, where we know Herbert can put up, you know, 300 yards a game. We really haven't seen that from Trevor Lawrence yet. But with this skill position group, adding Calvin Ridley, uh, Peterson says they want to score seven more points a game. So I'm assuming the, the tempo will go up this year. And, the thing I like about the Jaguars, even more so than the Chargers, I think, uh, is that the Jaguars' defense, I don't expect it to be great. You know, they didn't make that many changes from last year. The past defense was not good last year. So I could see the Jaguars in some shootouts. Uh, you know, they do play in a weak division, so that that is that is a, a problem. But um, I still think the Jaguars are going to be in some spots where Lawrence is going to throw for a lot of yards. So it's not Herbert, but you're getting 16-1, to and I think he'll be right there uh, in the mix with, uh, with Herbert Mahomes and those guys. Yeah, I like that one. Herbert's actually second on my projected list here in Lawrence's top five. Like you said, yeah. sometimes on these awards or on these season leaders, you want to get too creative and really dig down deep on the list. Like, nah, there's there's usually like five or ten dudes. And if you go too far past that, you're probably getting a little too creative with it. So we know who the best quarterbacks are. Take those guys. Yeah, quarterbacks are also a little more predictable, a little less sure. injury, injury risk. Uh, all right, let's go to passing touchdowns. Uh, the... Uh, target is about 40 plus TDs, I, yep. I know. So, uh, where are you going? Yeah, so Mahomes last year, 41, basically, you need like two and a half touchdowns a game. This is going to come out similar to where I'm at on MVP because last, uh, the last five years, four of our five last passing yard or passing touchdown leaders have also won MVP. Makes sense, right? You need to get a lot of touchdowns, you're going to win MVP. So, this maybe is a sneaky way, depending on the odds you're looking at, to bet on MVP here because they're usually in the mix. My MVP pick is my pick here, Dak Prescott. 20 to 1, 18 to 1, I see at FanDuel, get the best number. 
Uh, I actually, Josh Allen is my projected leader here, but this is a spot where he's a much shorter favorite at, at five or six to one most books. So that's too short for me. I will go Dak 20 to one. He's only gone over 30 touchdowns one time, but that was 37 in 2021, two years ago. That's close enough to be in the mix here. His touchdown rate has spiked the last couple of years was 4.6% before that in his career, up to 6.1. And then last year, Dallas was second in rushing touchdowns. Zeke is gone. That's a lot of touchdowns back up for grabs, where Mike McCarthy is usually pretty pass-heavy, and I think that some of those maybe translate back to Dak. This is my one seed. They got the number one defense. You're going to get a lot of those takeaways, short fields, lots of scoring chances. So I think that puts Dak very much in play for the touchdown lead. Love it. Yeah, I'm 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 higher Dak this year too. I think people are um not realizing how much of a random stat interceptions are and like the narrative yeah. is just so down on Dak. And it's funny because Cowboys are usually chalk, and I feel like this year they're going underrated. Um so I like that call on, on Dak MVP. I think I think Dallas may very well be the best team in the NFC when it's all said and done. Uh and that's why, you know, for me. Herbert obviously is in the mix again, but he's six to one here. Here's where one I think you you do see some more randomness in touchdowns, right? So yep. the guy I'm going to go with is actually a long shot, but there's precedent for this, and it kind of relates to what you're uh, what you said about MVP and how the the touchdown leader has a correlation to that. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. Nobody Ooh. thinks he could throw touchdowns because he really never has. I think even last year, what was it, 22 touchdowns? But it kind of reminds me of Lamar Jackson. His first year in the league, uh, his touchdown rate was about 3.5 percent. His MVP year, he spiked to 9% touchdown rate through 36 and led the league. I think just, uh, Jalen Hurts can do that. You know, you got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith just entering their primes. You got a great ca- pass catcher in Dallas Goddard. Uh, now you added a running back who could probably break a tackle if you throw it to him, you know, at the five-yard line and get in, and that's the, uh, and DeAndre Swift. So you got you got skill guys all over. The schedule's going to be a lot harder. You know, as you mentioned, you think Dallas can overtake Philly, but that's only going to be good for a guy like Justin Hur- uh, Jalen Hurts, excuse me, throwing the football because you're going to need yeah. more attempts, and I think that's what Philly really lacks. So don't be surprised if Jalen Hurts uh, bumps up big. And, and not just his touchdowns. I expect him to have a much better passing season in general, just with more volume. And the efficiency has been there. He's, he's grown every year in the league in terms of his efficiency. And uh, so, yeah, Jalen Hurts for me at 40-1. Uh, at to 1. Yeah, I love that one actually. I'm a little mad. I didn't get, the, I didn't make it that far down my list. I don't think I even really <laughs> considered him, and I think I like that better than the sleeper I'm about to pose here. But I mentioned Dallas number two in rushing touchdowns. Philly's number one, both of the exactly. last two years. So that that same argument I just made goes for years. But you got even more touchdowns. Maybe teams actually find a solution to the tush push. Maybe it, you know, maybe they just can't quite. Run. Maybe they don't want to run Hurts in quite as much. Save the health a little bit. So the, the receiving is there. He certainly could have a big passing season. My sleeper here, or my long shot, is is way down the board. In fact, off the board at FanDuel. But if you can find him out there, Brock Purdy, 60-1. to 1. Look, this was my crazy long shot MVP sleeper as well at 50-1. to 1. Again, the correlation, Brock Purdy last year, the numbers are there in six games he played in the regular season. He had two touchdowns or more every single game. Pace for 37. That puts you in play here. We know Kyle Shanahan. We know what he does for quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan, don't forget, was the coordinator when Matt Ryan won MVP, finished second in passing touchdowns there. Great chemistry with George Kittle in uh, down the stretch there in the red zone. You got McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk. The NFC is bad. It's no coincidence, I think, that we're choosing three NFC quarterbacks here. The AFC defenses are a lot better at the top as well. 
I think this is truly a very long shot, probably my longest long shot that we'll do on the podcast. But I don't believe in San Fran. I don't believe in Purdy, but I'm trying at times this year to say, okay, well, what if I'm wrong, though? What if Purdy actually is the thing that apparently the Niners do believe in? And then I think he's going to be in play here because the Niners are in contention for the one seed. Then all the stuff we like about Philly and Dallas ends up possible here, too. Yeah, I mean, personally, I I do. I think Purdy is no worse. I think he's at least as good. Like, his floor is Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. Like, he's Jimmy Garoppolo, but, like, he knows what to do with the ball if your first read (laughs) isn't immediately open. He doesn't just hitch and still throw it into a tight window. That's, to me, what I see out of Purdy. Obviously, small sample, so... Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, let's go to interceptions, quarterback interceptions thrown. Uh, who do you got here? Yeah, interceptions is my least favorite market of these. It's a fun one, though. We've got to get about 50 interceptions or more. I really struggled. I, I went through like eight guys here to pick. I'm going to go with Geno Smith. So I see him at a 20 to 1 out there. So Geno, I think Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, the favorites here are probably the right favorites, but high variance. If, if you're looking at 50 interceptions over a whole season, like any number of dudes can be in play here. Gino was most improved player. My Seattle Island thing that I wrote all season, 11 interceptions, really good for him comparatively. 1.9% interception rates, a really good number. But last half of the season, seven picks in the last seven games, we saw that line start to fall apart. At PFF, he led the league in turnover-worthy passes, had 29. So number one there, same as Josh Allen, who's the favorite here, but Gino, career 3% interception rate. I think he got away with it last year. I'm a little tepid on Seattle this year, specifically because on the schedule, they face this year eight of my top 12 pass rushes. And specifically, the thing about Gino is that he struggles still against pressure, even did last year and against the Blitz. Those tackles, I don't know if I trust them. That's not even counting the Niners games either. So I think there's a chance here where Maybe Gino turns into a bit of a pumpkin, so I'll take a flyer at twenty to one. I'm gonna go with Jordan Love here at, at twelve to one, and for me, interceptions are very random. You know, we can't look at the past stats as much. Uh, you know, but everywhere Jordan Love has been, he's been an interception machine uh, in the NFL. <laughs> you know, his career interception rate is about three point six percent. The league average is about two point two, two point three. Uh, even in preseason, same thing, about three point six percent. His final year at school. He led the entire nation, D1, D2, D3, the entire nation. Nobody threw more picks than Jordan Love in his final year. So everywhere this guy's gone, he's thrown picks. Oh, by the way, the uh, the, uh, the, the Packers have the youngest receiving core yeah. in the league. Wide receiver, tight ends, rookies, and second-year guys throughout the roster. And I don't think they bench Love because they need to see what they have in him. So that's another thing, you know, we got to keep in mind with a guy like uh, – Derek Carr or somebody, they, those guys could get benched, I think, yeah. you know, where a guy like Jordan Love, he's not getting benched. So that that's my pick at, at 12 to 1. Uh, I think he's in a, a really good spot. Yeah, I like that one a lot. This is a hard one because you have to get a player, like you said, they got to be bad, but not so bad that they get benched. And who's behind them matters too. My long shot here is Justin Fields, 30 to 1. Yep. Tyson Bajant, you're not getting benched for Tyson Bajant. So if, if Justin Fields is healthy, he's going to be out there. His... Uh, interception rate is horrendous. 3.6% for his career is like double what it should be. We just don't really notice because they never pass. They only run. So I'm going to twist the logic here. I'm actually betting on improvement from Justin Fields. Yep. I'm betting that he's good enough that they pass more. And then he throws the Steeler team enough. He, his turnover worthy rate, 4.4%, highest among all starters last year. 
Uh, I looked at Lamar Jackson as well. Both these guys throw the ball away. They just don't throw it enough. So if you get more volume here, they might be in play fields 31. Yeah, I like that. I'll go I'll go with a similar guy, a uh, little shorter, but Anthony Richardson at 16 to 1. Not going to get benched. Uh, not very accurate. Could have a Justin Fields-like season. It's just you hope they let him throw enough. But without Jonathan Taylor, they're at least four games. That I think the throwing rate has to go up a little bit. So Anthony Richardson being, is in that conversation. And let's remember, Dak led it last year. He missed five games. So <laughs> like like you said, there's a lot of variance and randomness here to kind of play with. So uh, I like the field. I think Fields is actually down a ten to one on Fanduel. So somebody must have been uh, somebody must have been agreeing <laughs> with you there. Because uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if people are going to get a thirty to one. But uh, yeah, I, I would, would not I would to? not want a ten to one. You got to shop you, around on these, especially you, this market. What will be your limit for Fields? What will be your limit? Uh, I think anything on this market, I don't think I'd play much shorter than 20 to one this early in the season. All right, let's go to rushing yards. Uh, who, what do you got for, in terms of, you know, what are we, what are we looking for yeah. in this so market? This, uh, you mentioned with quarterback, a lot more stability. This is the opposite. Now running back is all volatility, all the injuries. So I'm always looking down the board here. Like, obviously if you want to go chalk, just, Running back, bet Derrick Henry, we're done. Okay, move on to the receivers. I, I just, I don't do that. I don't take the Derrick Henry bet. We know about all the carries and histories and everything. Probably looking for at least 1,400 yards here. Josh Jacobs at 1653 last year. My pick here is actually my favorite on the board, especially going to find the number I like. Uh, and you and I talked about this uh, offline the other day. Damian Pierce, I think, is a fantasy league winner this year. Houston yep. running back, Damian Pierce. I see a 40 to 1 out there right now, 29 to 1 at FanDuel. So last year as a rookie, 4.3 yards a carry, 220 carries for 940 yards. Doesn't seem that exciting. If you look at Houston runners in the last few years, 4.3 yards a carry, you're like a gold medal winner playing for Houston. Their run blocking has been atrocious. And why is that going to change? Now, the injuries on the line are concerning. I'm very concerned how these are adding up, but. I'm betting on Bobby Slowick here. I don't know a lot about him, but I know he's from the Kyle Shanahan tree. Shanahan has got the run game going well for them during over the years, makes the offensive line look a lot better. Pierce took about 20 carries a game last year when he was there. I'm not worried about Devin Singletary. I think he's a change of pace guy. Volume's king with runners. So I think we got 300 possible carries here. Pierce is my actual outright leader to lead the league in rushing. At FanDuel, you can bet kind of alternate lines here. 1,250 yards is plus 650. I bet that one kind of has a more moderate goal for Pierce. But if he does spike and get the volume, if you're going to need the yards per carry to go up, I think, Houston to improve like I'm hoping. But I love Damian Pierce this year. Got him in all my fantasy teams. I love him for this rushing yard category. Yeah, and I could see him playing himself into a similar role as Jacobs. Because Jacobs, the intent wasn't to play him every down last year. It yeah. was just he was so good that McDaniels was like, hey, I can't take this guy off the field. Uh, so I, I love Pierce. I'm going with B. John Robinson. Uh, that's been the guy for me. You know, when you look at the history of this award, uh, we've seen rookie running backs win it uh, over 10% of the time. But since 2016, we've seen a, a couple of backs do it, you know, in, in less than the last 10 years. Zeke in 2016, Kareem Hunt the next year in 2017. Why is that? Because we're seeing less and less future backs and, and big workloads. And also, this position is such an injury-prone one. So youth – when a guy's young, they're more likely to give him a ton of carries and he's more likely to stay healthy. So that's why you're probably going to need a guy like a Pierce, a Bijan. You know, Jacobs last year was what, 24, 25 years old. So um, I think you're going to need a young guy. Falcons ran the ball more than any team in the league last year. So they could still give Tyler Algier like eight to 10 carries and Bijan could average 20. So 
like him. Uh, what about for long shots? Yeah, I love Bajan. I also like J.K. Dobbins out of Baltimore. I see a 40 to 1 out there on him. I didn't even believe this when I looked it up. J.K. Dobbins is right now among players with at least 200 carries. He has the highest yards per carry of any running back in NFL history. 5.9 yards per carry for his career. That is an absurd number. You're popping off six yards every time you touch the ball. Last year, he was number two in the NFL in explosive run rate. 10% of his carries, 15 yards or more. So uh, end, end of the season, he missed a long stretch, came back, put up almost 400 yards in four games near the end of the year. And I think we kind of expected that. Torn ACL in 2021, you come back and play the next year, but you don't really come back full speed till two years. This is the timeline. So I think the odds are a little long here because everyone expects Todd Munkin, the spread offense, we're going to be passing more. That's true. But if you run six yards of carry all the time, you don't necessarily need a huge workload to get there. Dobbins has a big speed. He can break a long running time. Spread offense, going to spread him out. You got, got to account for Lamar and the receivers down the field. Maybe we get some long chunk plays from Dobbins. So 29 to 1 at FanDuel. I see a 41 out there. I love this one a lot too here. Yeah, yeah. I think Dobbins, the biggest concern is really the volume and it, it just the health. You know, he's yeah. really never been able to stay healthy. And because of that, they've never felt comfortable giving him, you know, more than 14, 15 carries a game. So uh, I think that's going to be big for him, but the efficiency is certainly there for me. I'm going with a guy uh, who I, I think has a lot of similarities to, to Josh Jacobs last year. And that's Alexander Madison at 29 to one. Uh, a lot of people are just down on him. They're scared. I don't know. He's going to lose his job. He's not going to be that efficient. First of all, the Vikings are going to be a different team this year. They're going to be a heavy personnel team because they want to run the ball better. Uh, they signed their fullback CJ Ham to an extension. They also gave, a big contract to Josh Oliver, one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. And why is that significant? Because Minnesota was in cap hell this year. They had to release uh, Dalvin Cook. You know, a lot of guys on defense, they let go and didn't bring in uh, guys of that of the same magnitude in terms of, of the money. But they did feel that they needed to spend on a fullback and a blocking tight end. So that should tell you what Minnesota's trying to do here. Madison, one of the few guys that's going to have a chance from week one to be in every down uh, kind of workhorse back. I expect him to see similar usage to Dalvin Cook. They only got Miles Gaskin uh, and Ty Chandler behind Madison. So um, he is my bet at 29 to one. I think uh, he's a guy that's going to surprise a lot of people if he can, if he can stay healthy. He's had in four of his six starts, he's had at least 90 yards in his, in his career rushing. So uh, I mean, uh, as a Vikings fan, I have to say this will surprise me as well. I was really surprised to see him on the rundown. I'm just not a fan of Madison as a runner. So yeah, I know that's, right. that's, that's like a lot. Listen, Josh Jacobs, before last year, would you have true, thought Josh true. Jacobs would be a rushing leader? No, because yeah. it's, it's not even about, like, is this guy the fastest? Can he break the most tackles? It's being on the field and yep. being in a situation where you're going to get enough carries. And, uh, that again, I think that heavy personnel, you're going to be surprised with just how Minnesota plays this year. They're, they're, it, they've telegraphed everything they're trying to do. Yep. The extension to Ham, the, the, the big contract for Oliver, keeping Madison on bubble wrap the entire preseason, uh, not bringing in a, a, like even, not even like a Kareem Hunt or somebody who would take the third down work. Like this guy is going to be out there every snap, uh, for as long as he can handle it. So, yeah. Uh, Love Madison I think it's a good year. point. The, 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 heavy, the heavy setup, I think, is very well stated with bringing in Oliver and Ham. And, yeah, they got rid of everyone else, but, but uh, put that as a priority. Uh, one I'm keeping an eye on here is Jonathan Taylor. If he actually comes back and looks healthy and stays on the Colts. It's a lot of ifs. Maybe he just doesn't play. Maybe he gets traded. He's on the pup list. So no, no game of the first four weeks. Don't, do not bet this right now. Don't bet it. 
I don't know if you can bet it. He might be off the off books, but it sets up where you got Shane Steichen, Philly coordinator coming over to run the offense. You have what could be a good line. I think if they're a more run heavy offense, Anthony Richardson, running backs always do better when you have a good running quarterback. I would have probably had Jonathan Taylor as my projected leader in this category if I thought he was healthy and just in this Colts lineup. Four weeks from now, when he has zero yards and everyone else is off and running, I'm going to have to come back and take a look because if we get like a, I don't know, like a 200 to one or something ridiculous, I may at least have to give it a shot. Yeah. And again, he's another guy just got to worry about the health because we don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it sounds like he never even recovered from that ankle surgery. So it might be more than four weeks. So yeah, but that is something to, to, to kind of keep in mind because that would be a, a you're, you're going to get great odds. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to wrap your team's colors. Find tickets today ticketmaster.com slash nfl all right let's go to rushing touchdowns and uh, i know there's a guy we both like so i'll just get him out of the way now and, and that's david montgomery he's at uh, 25 to 1 on fanduel and it's a listen it's it's a long shot these things don't always repeat but the fact that we're getting uh the guy that's going to be in the role of the guy that led the nfl in touch rushing touchdowns yeah. last year with 17 in jamal williams and they could have had williams back they paid more money for Montgomery. So that shows you how they feel about him. Uh, he's, he should definitely be there. I, I think it's worth a shot. Um, so Mon- we both like Montgomery. I know you like a couple other guys. Uh, talk to me about uh, some of those other guys. Yeah, Montgomery was my my long shot play here, and I like him as a favorite too. That makes sense. I kind of have to go head-to-head with you on my favorite a bit here because I'm going to go with Austin Eckler as my pick for the favorite. Head-to-head because you're on Herbert for touchdowns and yards, and I don't know if Her- Herbert can win and Eckler does. And it's sort of the same reason I'm looking at Eckler here. He's 14-1 on FanDuel. I believe that this team is going to run the ball more, especially at the goal line. That's been Kellen Moore tendency over the years. You look at Dallas rushing touchdowns. Zeke, the last four years with Kellen Moore, 12-10-6-12 each year. Tony Pollard had nine last year. I think that they like to run it near the goal line. Eckler, 12 and 13 in the last two years. He's already in the mix for this one. So I just felt like, again, this is one of my more favorite chalky sort of picks here. But I think they're going to get a lot of uh, rushing opportunities near the goal line. 7.5 rush touchdowns at FanDuel is his line. I know that you and Kerner love to go under on all these props. I keep giving out overs. But I feel (laughs) like as, as long as Eckler doesn't hold out in the middle of the season or something, I like that over seven and a half as well. And I think that he's a good pick here. I mean, you know, the only thing I'd worry about is it is a change in regime. Kevin Moore, um, I I think he's good for the entire offense. You know, I just expect this offense to be better in general. So Herbert, Eckler, they could all lead their categories. Uh, And Eckler has been healthy and he can do pull ups with one hand. So, uh, you know, in great physical (laughs) shape, Uh, I can't knock it. Uh, I, it was funny. My long shot is pretty much the same odds as the, my, the favorite. And that's again, Alexander Madison, same reasons I gave before. So I won't go back into it, but I just think this guy's going to get massive opportunity on a team that wants to run the ball more and uh, generally doesn't take their starters out much. You know, even last year, Dalvin Cook played uh, about 72% of the snaps. 
Madison was only getting five touches a game. Like, I think that's what it's going to be this year because you got even less than Madison behind Madison. So then, then was behind Madison uh, Cook last year. So um, like, like Madison in this one, and you got a real long shot. I'm, I'm seeing here. <laughs> yeah, like, this uh, is my longest shot yeah. down the board here. I'm going to take a little shot on DeAndre Swift on the Eagles. He's 75 to one at FanDuel. I see a hundred to one out there. We kind of made the case earlier. This is the Jalen Hurts thing we're talking about. Eagles have 57 rushing touchdowns the last two seasons. Obviously, Hurts is one of the favorites here, nearly won the category last year. What if they don't run him as much? Or what if the tush push doesn't, you know, has some answers against it this year? There's a lot of running touchdowns out there. That running back room got remade. I think Swift is is the best bet here. I really want to do Rashad Penny for like yards or something, but I just I don't know if I trust him. He's already hurt. He's already hurt. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's not. He's, he's not he's hurt. But he, always he, hurt. He might as well be. Yeah. DeAndre yeah. Swift in three seasons, eighteen <laughs> touchdowns on three hundred sixty four carries, and it's not like TD rate is really a, a running back stat. But like, no, that's a pretty good nose for the end zone. You got the number one offensive line. They're going to score again. It's just a bet on. There's touchdowns out here. Why couldn't Swift have a bunch of them? So it's just a nibble on a super long shot. Yeah, I mean, the, the I, I don't know who's going to carry the ball in Philly this year. Like, I'm scared of this backfield, man. <laughs> like, they're, 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 they're setting up to go full, like, just a random four-man rotation. Boston Scott will probably get – Boston Scott is the, mo- the most uh, highly paid back in the Philly backfield, <laughs> which is a great credit to Howie Roseman. So but, it's a great credit to the Giants defense every time Boston oh, right. Scott plays yeah. them. Oh, don't, remi- don't remind me. Don't remind me. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, receptions. And uh, you nailed this one last year at Justin Jefferson, 10-1. to 1. Great call there. Uh, what do you, who do you got for this year? Yeah, it was funny. Last year on the pod, I actually gave out two picks. And the other pick I gave is the one I'm doing again. I liked it better. Amon Ross St. Brown. And we talked about him last year. He was 40-1 to 1 a year ago. He's now at what number is he at at FanDuel here? Twelve to one. He's down to twelve. Twelve to one. To one. So get the best number you can. I seen eighteen to one out there. Amon is a lot of the same case as last year. Honestly, he should have been in the mix, but he got injured, missed a game, was kind of really missed three games. The two games back, he was still kind of getting back to health. If you take out that three game stretch and then just pace the rest of the season, one hundred sixty nine targets, one hundred twenty three catches for almost fourteen hundred yards, one hundred twenty three Jefferson led with one twenty eight. So we're right there with a chance to win. Ben Johnson has basically made him Cooper Cup on this team. So Detroit doesn't have a lot of other weapons. Jamison Williams obviously is not there to start this season. I believe Sean Kerner is actually writing this one up as his pick out there as well. So me and Kerner, Amon Ross St. Brown, let's go. Oh, this is my guy. I, like I, I'm in total agreement. The only reason I'm not going to say him is because I, I want to give the the listeners some variety. So uh, I'll go with Keenan Allen here at, at 22 to one. And uh, again, I just think the tempo is going to be so ridiculous. They're going to throw it downfield. But what does that mean? That means Keenan Allen's going to be pretty much their underneath guy uh, because I think you know some of the other guys on that team are going to be their intermediate and deep guys. You know, Mike Williams, Palmer, Quentin Johnson. So we've seen Keenan Allen get as high as eight. 0.4 receptions per game in his career. He's had at least six and a half over the last four years. So he's always going to be in the mix, but you know what you're getting here? A little bit of injury discount. Anytime a guy's yep. coming off a year where they missed, you know, a hand more than a handful of games, people are always going to be a little worried, but uh, Keenan Allen's still not too old. Still, still, still in that mix of, you know, late career prime uh, for him, you know, kind of the, the wind down uh, great quarterback. I think a pass heavy offense, high, strong tempo. So, uh, and this guy just dog walks people every time. Like every time he runs a route, <laughs> defenders are going the other way. So uh, he'll be open. Uh, just has to stay healthy. I think he'll be right there as well. So Allen for me at uh, at twenty two to one. 
Yeah, always love Keenan Allen for receptions. Always going to be in the mix if he's on the field. I'm going to go with a long shot here as Chris Olave, 40 to 1. I love this dude. Uh, he's my pick for sophomore breakout star. He's my sleeper for offensive player of the year. I wrote that one up. Yards per route run last year. Here's the top nine. They kind of separated from the field. Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Waddle, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, number five, Devonta Adams, Amon Ra, Diggs, and Lamb. That's basically a who's who of the top 10 receivers in the NFL and Chris Olave as a rookie playing with a tight, tight end and throwing him the ball in that offense. So we talked about my love for, uh, I'm not going to say my love for Derek Carr, my life for <laughs> Derek Carr and the Saints offense. It's just stability. We're going to get some stability in a real quarterback now. Clearly better than Taysom Hill and Jameis and Andy Dalton, who was pretty good last year. I'll give him credit. Darren Waller, steam route. Waller loves that seam route, and that's a route that Chris Olave has been really good at. So I think that that's going to be quick chemistry. And Carr's had three straight years. Adams, Waller, Hunter Renfro with a 100 reception target. So I love Olave here. At FanDuel, I mentioned the division play earlier. Again, not a lot of passing this division. You can take Olave at plus 155 to lead the division in receiving yards. So you're up against Atlanta guys there, Pitts or London. You're up against, obviously, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, maybe Michael Thomas, not after like three games when he goes out again. I really quite like this, the plus 155 on Olave in the division yards as well. And then for receiving yards, you, Jefferson, you had him as well at 10 to 1 last year. Uh, and you like Olave for, for this category as well, right? Yeah, he's my favorite here. So kind of going for the double, like Jefferson hit both of these last year. I like Olave. If you only want to play one, I do like him a little better for receiving yards than receptions, just because yards per route run, we mentioned 14 and a half yards per catch last year. So you get the 100 catches, 1,450 yards, you're going to be in the mix on this one. Probably we need something like 1,700 here. Cars had a thousand yard receiver in five of six years. So I like this one a little better if I had to pick. If you were playing Olave, would you rather go with yards or receptions on him? I would rather go with yards because I think he can do damage down the field, and that can actually have a negative impact on receptions sometimes. Like, you know, if, I, if I'm yeah. catching – if I could catch like a – if I'm averaging 17 and a half yards per catch, I don't need to catch 130 balls, you yeah. know, because I'm getting that yardage in, in what most people, you know, would, would need 130. I can do it in 100 or so. So, yeah, for, for Olave, I think anytime you're starting to get a guy who's like – above average league yards for reception i think the yardage makes more sense a guy like amin ra that's where i think the receptions make more sense because yeah. you do expect him to be like a lower a dot uh kind of target for sure who do you like but, on this one so for me i mean i think justin jefferson is the is the rightful favorite he's just got such an advantage and he could be even more of a target hog because like i said i don't know if you know minnesota is going to be as spread out this year but I, you know, I'll I'll talk about a, a longer shot because it's you know Justin Jefferson. We kind of know that, uh, and that's Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, in this market, younger guys uh, tend to to be the guys that that we see uh, put up big numbers in this in this market. So Garrett Wilson is twenty to one at Fanduel, and Aaron Rodgers. We know he's gonna be a guy that is probably gonna force the ball to his best receiver. You know, you look outside of Wilson, you got a an old ass Randall Cobb. You got McCole <laughs> Hardman, who's more of a gadget player and Alan Lazard, who pretty a lot better than I thought he was going to be. And he does have that history at Rogers, but you know, when, when Devonte Adams was in green Bay, Alan Lazard was an afterthought. So uh, if you saw that one low preseason glimpse of Aaron Rodgers was just peppering this dude, Garrett Wilson with targets. And he was catching some, some balls that I didn't think he should catch. Like he's, this guy is just yeah. super talented. 
Um, and you know, there's like George Pickens, I think he still might be a year away. I think he has similar talent, but don't know if Pittsburgh's gonna be able to throw that much. So Garrett Wilson for me, um, even though the Jets have a good defense, I just think he can be such a target hog, such a target hog, uh, that he could still uh, you know, be in, in contention for this this award. Uh who do you like? Yeah, you mentioned Pickens. He's one of the guys I like maybe as a long shot for touchdowns. So just mention him here now. I'll keep an eye on Tyree Kill here. We don't need to say much about him. We know he's good. I probably would wait to buy him after one of those like 20-yard games and hopefully before one of the 200-yard games because that's how he goes. My long shot here will take me into the next category too. Calvin Ridley's my dude this year. You got your Jaguars on over there. Calvin Ridley's the guy that I want on every fantasy team. Look, he didn't play last year. He's suspended for gambling. Our guy. He uh, previous year basically (laughs) didn't play. Five games, injury play, really bad numbers. Year before that, his last healthy year, 30-year breakout, 90 catches, 1,374 yards, nine touchdowns. To that point of his career, 14.1 yards a catch, 70 yards a game for his career. And uh, I think he's a top 10 receiver, if that's still in there. Jags passed the ball a lot. Christian Kirk led the uh, team with 133 targets last year. And maybe that's bad because him and Zay Jones get the targets. Or maybe that means Ridley gets to like 150 or more targets as the guy on the team. I'm going with the latter. I think he maybe gets toward 100 catches and uh, the yardage should be there. So 40 to 1 on Ridley. Another one of those division leaders I like here, especially this is my favorite division leader of these. Plus 250 to lead the division in yards. I like him above the other Jags guys. Now we got Tennessee guys. I'm not betting on Hopkins, old man with Tannehill over there. I know you love the Titans, but not for receiving yards. I don't want a Colts receiver. I don't want a Texans receiver. I love plus 250 for Calvin Ridley to lead the division as well. Yeah, and I love it as well. I think he's a league winner in fantasy. Uh, And the thing about Ridley is not only do you expect him to be the target leader for the Jaguars, you also expect him to be the leader in downfield targets. Usually those guys aren't the same guy. So in Jacksonville, you have a really big opportunity, I think, because you also not – probably not a great defense you know maybe it gets better but probably not a great defense at least against the pass and so you're going to have the shootout opportunities you're going to have the downfield targets but you're also going to have a chance for you know those 10 targets 11 targets every game uh just as the as the guy that we expect to be that that number one option so uh i, I love ridley as well all right let's close it out here with receiving touchdowns and uh you mentioned it you, you like ridley uh, in this category as well yeah, Ridley is my guy here. And again, similar to Olave, if I had to play only one Ridley pick, I'll go with the touchdowns here. I'm getting him at 28 to 1 at FanDuel. Touchdowns for Ridley in those healthy years, 10, 7, and 9. Career touchdown rate. And that is a number that can be a little stickier for receivers a lot of time. Touchdowns per reception. His is 11.3% for his career, was 12% if you take out that injury season. That's a really high number. Like, that's about double what a lot of receivers are. For reference, Rob Gronkowski, like the touchdown god of all time, 14.8% of his catches are touchdowns. So Ridley is basically like in Mike Evans territory. Anyone 10 or above is a freak. So I love him to get the touchdowns, obviously soft division, soft schedule. Uh, my projections, if Ridley is hits what I'm hoping for, I got him at something like 110 catches, 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns. That's wide receiver one in fantasy. Like that, that is a league winner, like you said. So touchdowns over yards if I had to pick one, but I like Ridley for both of these. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call uh, on Calvin because that one, you know, if there is some, because, you know, Jack, the Jags do have a lot of good receivers, you know, even Engram yeah. at tight end, you know, so if 
maybe the yardage isn't there just because they have so many guys that they can kind of spread it around to. I think he's still in the mix. He's always been a guy that's been able to kind of perform above expectation in terms of the touchdowns. Or maybe that was just because Julio Jones just doesn't know how to score touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, but but I think I think it was more uh, Ridley had some skills as well. So I, I like that one. Uh, for me, um, I was I was thinking Garrett Wilson, but I actually there's a guy I see even further down the board that I like even more, uh, and that's DK Metcalf at, at twenty five to one. Hmm. You know, again, you, this is one where the career rate is pretty sticky, and we've seen it with two double-digit touchdown seasons in the last three years, but last year, only six on 90 catches. So uh, if you get the uh, a little better touchdown luck this year, you know, he had 10 on 83 catches in 2020. He had 12 on 75 catches in 2021. If this guy gets 90 catches again, you know, he, he could put up 15 touchdowns this year. So, yep. uh, you know, I think there's a, a lot of upside there. You know, Smith and Jigba might miss a game or two. That that will only help. Tyra Lockett's a little older. So Tyra Lockett's kind of on the, you know, still should be great, but a little older. DK's just entering his prime, you know. He'll be – this will be his age 26 season. And uh, you mentioned, you know, Gino might not be quite – have quite as much luck this year. If if Gino's throwing more picks and just not not quite as efficient this year, I think that only helps, you know, some of the, the receivers on Seattle because you're going to be in more in more situations where you have to keep uh, throwing the football. So uh, I like uh, I like DK here, big guy, uh, 6'4", about 230, 235. Uh, give me him at 25 to 1. Yeah, my long shot here is basically the exact same case on another team. You want to just go with the big dude that catches touchdowns. So give yeah. me Mike Evans at FanDuel 30-1. to 1, I got a 60-1 to 1 out there. So definitely try to get the odds you can on, on a long shot here. 11.9% touchdown rate for his career is absurd. For a dude with 683 catches, like, this is a Hall of Famer in plain sight, and we just kind of ignore him. He's got four seasons with 12 receiving touchdowns already in his career. Didn't do well last year, had 13-14 and 14 the year before that. I think Tom Brady was maybe not really willing to risk it as much. Baker's going to risk it. Baker's going to sling all over the place. 6'5", playing Minnesota, my Vikings in week one, who don't really have any corners in the room. I think Evans (laughs) could be ready to come out and put up a big statement there. And uh, his line is five and a half touchdowns. Also, he's gone over that in five straight and seven of nine in his career. I I will probably wait. Just uh, today as we're recording Friday, there's been news about him kind of being unhappy or a possible trade request or that sort of thing. I want to see how that turns out, but I love him. You can get him at a long number. The other name to keep an eye on here for me, kind of, I mentioned with Jonathan Taylor, Cooper cup, got some hamstring possibilities. We're back where he might not be ready. And again, maybe he's just never healthy. Maybe this is just a lost Rams year. Cooper cup has 28 touchdowns in 29 games with Matt Stafford. So that's counting the, the playoff run too. when he was fantastic. He can win this category easily, even if you miss a couple games. So I, I'm not buying him now because you got to wait on it. But if he misses a game or two, you're going to get a longer number there. And I want to jump in on Cup in this category for touchdowns. Yeah, I would look at him for receptions and yards as well because yep. this Ram defense, uh, I don't know if you could name more than like two or three guys on that Ram defense. You know, there's Aaron <laughs> Donald, there's Ernest Jones, and it gets – It's rough. Yeah, it, it, it could be rough. And, uh, you know, they play indoors. And we've seen this from Cup already. So he's a guy where, yeah, even if he misses a week or two, uh, yeah. he could just run. He could still run away with that. So that's all, yeah, all three categories. Yeah, like exactly. if, he, if he's exactly. out for the first two weeks, but the report is that he's healthy, I'm taking him in all three categories. Yeah, that, that's that, that's a good call. Uh, for me, for long shots, a, a guy I'll, I'll mention is Christian Watson at, at 40 to one. And that's simply because he has two things I think work in his favor. Number one, 
he has a chance to be a target hog on Green Bay, you know, a guy who was targeted about a quarter of his routes run last year. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of young guys in that receiving court. So, you know, Watson could be a target hog. Uh, this Packer team might not be very good. And you've just seen this guy turn short passes into long gains repeatedly last year. Uh, four of his touchdowns were 39 yards or longer. And, yeah, that could regress, but you have to have the skill to do it in the first place, and you're going to get the targets. But he also – had, you know, two rushing touchdowns last year, you know, one from 46 yards out and one from 15. So that just shows you that this guy with the ball in his hands can create touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I think he's worthy of a long shot. Uh, it might still be a year or two away. You know, maybe Jordan Love needs some, some seasoning, but uh, I'd rather be a, a year early to these to, to, yeah. in this market than a year late because we know how, you know, the, the numbers uh, move from year to year. So Watson at 40 to one, I think is a, a decent gamble uh for this for this category yeah lo- love that love my ndsu guy north dakota state repping i thought we were quarterback you and uh carson wentz and trey lance decide otherwise so we're ah. wide receiver you now christian watson baby hey that's another reason i like the Cowboys this year great great uh great running back in trey lance that they added uh, to replace zeke so <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you like uh i know we talked about a lot here uh best bets your favorite ones which ones do you like both yeah i got a, i've got one article up at action network talking through all this stuff so be sure to check that out for all these markets there my favorite three in the pod damian pierce rushing yards is number one with a bullet and then chris olave receiving yards and calvin ridley receiving touchdowns are my other two favorites on the pod yeah i really like that though that uh ridley uh, i think he's a great bet uh, for me uh madison in in yards and touchdowns for rushing because uh, i i just love the fact that no one's really high on him. And I think that's perfect for this kind of market reminds me exactly of Josh Jacobs. And I think he's one of the few guys that could uh, see that kind of workload this year. And then uh, love the Herbert passing. It's a short, short odds, but I just, I really think he's in prime position uh, to lead that market. And and also the Jordan love interceptions, just because I, I, I've seen him be an interception machine at pretty much every <laughs> stop of his, his young career. I still like him. I think it looks pretty good out there, but that's the point. He, he's going to look good enough to play all year they're not yep. going to be too run heavy uh so we'll have the chance to, to throw a bunch of picks so uh, that is going to do it for us here on the action network podcast presented by FanDuel. be sure to check out brandon anderson's uh, season leader article up right now at actionnetwork.com you can catch sean Kerner and i's projections up at actionnetwork.com as well uh brandon is on twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, at Wheaton Brando. Uh, is that, that's your name on the uh, app as well, Brando? Yep, same thing, yep. both places. Yep, Wheaton Brando on Twitter, on the Action Network app. I'm at Chris Raybon on both of those. And uh, be sure to download the free award-winning Action Network app. You can follow all of our bets. Uh, you can track your own, whatever you want to do. Uh, just a great resource for anybody that's out there betting. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Start of the season next week. We're going into week no. one content. So, you know, stay tuned for that. This has been the Action Network Podcast presented by FanDuel. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.